your whole body structure has changed. Like your, your head, your head, your neck, like everything has changed since the day that I met you. You're a different hey, frame. It's fantastic. Give me one second. Give me one second. I'm just going to stand up here because yeah. I've been, I've been hustling, man. I've been hustling. Okay. Let's do this. Let's go. Motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Motherfucker. Dude. Are you serious? Game. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. And we're back with another episode of the Moved Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. I'm excited today because we have somebody that has gone through many times I talk about our entrepreneur performance system, which is our Move 30. And someone has gone through this system and he's an incredible person. I've gotten to know him as a friend and I love how he's been growing and going through this. So with that said, let's dive in. Mr. David Green. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. What's up? So honestly, like when I started with Move30 and Jason Starbuck, like I was making like maybe a thousand bucks a month. And like now I'm on target of making six figures, which is absolutely mind blowing. So like super grateful for that. And on top of that, you know, I built my strength you know, consistency and accountability, honestly, you know, I gotta say, like, I'm not just saying this, like this guy, like he knows his shit. So <laughs> pardon my French. Um, yeah, man. When we, um, this is super cool because what we're going to do is, and it's so cool to hear that. Cause what we're going to do is I'm going to go through kind of a series of questions that I put here. And I think that what we, um, what we want to know is usually like, where did we go? Right. And so in this, um, I have a couple questions and we'll just rock through this, brother. How we go? All good? Sure. Yeah. So um, what were you focusing on when you started the Move 30 at that time? What was going on kind of in your life and what were you focusing on? Honestly, like my life in general just kind of, was kind of like a mess and I was just multitasking too much. Like I wasn't focusing like too much on one thing at a time. And I think that's what was kind of like hindering my growth. So yeah, just to keep it plain and simple, that's that's where I was. That's cool, man. I think I think that's pretty. We all kind of get in that position, right? Yeah. Um, before you started with the Move Thirty, uh, did you have any other structure like in your sales process and structure? I know we put some stuff in, but did you have any structure in place before you started on the entrepreneur performance system? I did, but not as like strict as like you had, like when you introduced me like to the program, like I always had that discipline. Um, I knew what I need to do again. I just didn't have somebody keeping me accountable because I would procrastinate and then be like, oh yeah, okay, you know, just leave it off for the next day. And then it compounded and yeah. it just kind of gets you to that point where it's like, you know, that's not where you want to be. So yeah. that's. Um, what do you believe looking back was the major issue you had moving forward that the move 30 was able to solve for you? Major issue kind of like, again, accountability. Like you can, you can do things by yourself, but you get to the point where you need like somebody to keep you accountable and be like, just help you out. Like give you that um, kind of like, you know, when you take a rubber band, you know, you pull back and then just fire it off. Like sometimes that's, you know, all you need. And that's kind of like the main thing that Move30 and Jason Starbuck provided me with. What, um, I know that you had some growth in revenue and I know that you went from $1,200 a month to then getting into repeated processes and discipline. And I know that you got a heck of a lot stronger. <laughs> and in that, um, what I was curious about is as you started to kind of all those pieces started to come together and you started to make more money, you got to kind of this next level. What did it feel like when you kind of broke through that? Honestly, like a little bit overwhelming, but um, the breath work really helped me keep things regulated. So um, it's really important to just kind of, you know, stay composed, 
breathe and be like, hey, you know what? You know, this is what I asked for. Now I'm here. But now you got to, again, regulate yourself and accept, you know, every new level. And for me, it's very frequent now on a daily basis. Like, so like it, you build, 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 build for like the longest time. And then everything just kind of comes to it at once. And you have to be able to regulate it every single day to, you know, just stay in this calm, collected, you know, zone where, you know, everything you do is under control. Basically. I know that um, when we set your move 30 up and you uh, were doing a, um, the actions that we took in it, it's a repeated process, which allows us to earn, learn, or pivot. At what stage did you want to stop? Did you want to quit? those micro actions when you're marking them off or how are you removing that through? When did you want to quit from day one to day 30? What day did you want to quit? So like, I would say the first three days, they're easy. You do one day, you're like, oh, wow, I do one day. Awesome. You know, do the second day. It's like, okay, yeah, I can do another, you do the third. And then you're like, okay, I did three days, but then, you know, where the grind starts happening is, you know, the fourth, fifth, and the sixth day to complete that week. And then after you finish those next three days, it's like, okay, wow. Yeah. I, I managed to get myself through that grind. Now the last, last day of the week is just whatever. And then you do the same thing, you know, a couple of weeks, but then, you know, once you get into that third week, that's, that's hell week, basically. And then once you get through hell week, then you're like, okay, I went through hell week. I I can, that's when you feel invincible. That's when you're like, okay, I can, I can do anything. You get to a month, but then a whole new month begins. And you're like, okay, that's that's a whole new challenge, right? You think you did a month and now you know you gotta keep going. It's like it's like stages in between, it's like. A little bit in the beginning, a little bit at the end, and then a whole new month begins. It's still a challenge, but you're able to build consistency like throughout the first 30 days. So the second 30 days is like you're able to manage it a little bit more, even though like you will have times where you're going to like fall off a little bit and just kind of like regrip, you know, or even just like sit there and contemplate and be like, you know what, I'm still going to do it. It's just comes down to that, you know, decision. Hey, how bad do I want this? You know, um, th this one's kind of interesting. It's um, what do you believe are the techniques that the move 30 used in the program in becoming uh, performing or, or at the highest performance what are the things that in the move 30 do you think that we're doing that are different, that are getting you to take action? Honestly, it's uh, what the move 30 is, you know, helping people do. It's not so different uh, from anything else. It just really comes down to the fundamentals like meditation, um, visualization. But what's different with uh, Jason Starbuck here is um, he really helps you break the process down uniquely to like you, not just like in general, so that you could actually like get down to the basics and really start restructuring your baseline. Cool. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about others being able to achieve these results that you've been able to achieve? Yeah. So the move 30, I feel like, it's a very replicatable process. Like if you really like allow yourself to work with Jason, like he will help you um, get through what you're going through. Of course, every single person is different, but you know, again, if you allow yourself to work with him and give yourself that time to develop into the person that you want to be, then, you know, Definitely, you know, the results, the progress, it's only a matter of time before like you'll be able to achieve them. So, yeah. How do you feel 
um, that the Move 30 system uh, impacted your outside relationships, your friends, um, family? How do you think going through this program affected the people around you? Oh, big time. Like I raised my standards very high, you know, for myself so that I am able to achieve the things that I need to achieve. And that shows the people around me like, hey, like I'm not accepting anything less because if I do, then I'm telling myself, hey, it's okay to achieve things to that, only to that level. And I just can't accept that. So um, yeah, just basically raising the standard to um, achieve the level you want to basically. That's that's kind of like the main main thing I would say. If you were to make a statement to others why they should join the Move 30 uh, performance system, how would that go? Yeah, hey, I mean, if you're looking to join the Move 30, like really just sit down with Jason and, you know, see you know, like what you can do. But like, I, I would say it completely changed like how things are for me now. And like... I mean, if you were in my shoes or then I would at least, you know, give it a chance and see what this is about. And like, you'll be surprised, like what this can actually do for you. Or, dude, that jacket's sick, dude. What is that? A Maserati? That, that's Maserati. Yeah. I was always. Look at, I know my that. shit. I didn't see yeah. the name. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because uh, when I was younger, about four years ago, I was always wearing this jacket and. People were like, so is that like a car you're going to own one of these days? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, most of them were like, yeah, dude, keep dreaming. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm already dreaming. I'm living the dream, but it's just a matter of time. And a lot of times, like, you can't really share dreams like that with everybody because it's just not everybody's going to see it that way. And your dreams... They're like, they're not meant to be shared with everybody. So it's, it's given to you specifically for a reason. So yeah, dude, but what's up with you? Like, dude, that's, I agree with that, man. You know, it's interesting. This is something that I continue. I'll share with it really quick. So um, this is a, kind of a quick story, but I, I remember it was, um, la I don't know about last year or something like that. And um, I have a fish and it's this red. I had this fish at the time and it was a white one. And I like to have those, you know, beta fish, those Japanese fighting fish. Yeah, man. And um, so I've always had I've had them for, I don't know, the last we picked. I got one at a carnival and now I've, ha I've had them ever since. I've had three of them now. I probably will have them forever because they're so cool. They move with your finger and they're, they're just really cool. And this fish was not feeling good. And I was like, you know what? This is really strange. And um, so quick story, um, I tried to fix it by giving it a different bowl. I tried to fix it with giving filtering. I tried to get not filtered. Yeah, filtered. Then I tried to warm it up. And then I tried to give it this different food. And like it was fucked up. So then I thought one day I was like, I'm going to go out there and just get better water. And so I go out there, bring in the water. This fucker in four hours, dude, it was like as if he had one of those. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this dude was like, what's up, motherfucker? And he it's came to life. Point being, what, what I was saying is that what you were talking about, what I'm finding is in the environment that that fish would have continual, let's say, good water all the time, then his problems wouldn't be good water. He'd have different problems. See what I'm saying? 100%. So what's happening is the dreams yeah. that you're having are other people are, they're having different problems. So now you're overcoming certain problems. So now you're actually able to have different dreams. I just kind of learned this little idea concept not too long ago, but the real reality is that's kind of what's happening. You're growing out. And then once you meet other people, those dreams are pretty normal to them. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like you, you get to a point where it's like, Oh, like, you were like, when, when you came to that level, it's like, okay, you're kind of getting used to it, but like everything else, like over time, it's just like, it becomes normal. Like, you know, yeah. you get a new apartment, you get like a new car, like anything, 
like it's it takes time but like eventually it just becomes normal and you go with the flow man like that's <laughs> that's pretty much everything and like you said like you outgrow people and uh that that hits different sometimes because sometimes it's like close family members and like close friends too and like i i had one I'm, today i mean why not i'll be personal i'll be personal with you yeah sure. today it was really cool so i've been doing a lot of breath work um we'll go to about 12 o'clock so we're good just so you know and I'll, I'll walk you through kind of what we're going to do but um something interesting and personal because i i'm something that uh, i'm realizing more and more is that i didn't when i was in school it was like come in here learn all this stuff but i didn't learn that way i, I learned really well when i look at things as an art and as i was i i, I now do um breathing techniques every morning and I was outside today and I was like it's raining and I went out there and I was doing that and I was listening to this tape this guy talking you know and really what it is is or in addition to that would be that man I realized in the rain like it was it was it was it was bumming to me to realize that really what it is is your you get so sad because you realize that those days are over and it's, then you realize that those people aren't going to change. And the moment that you actually realize that, I think some people get that a little bit younger than others. Um, but once you realize that those people are not going to change, then you realize that you're the one that has to change. And you're like, shit, now I have to go forward to really get out of this muck. And, and not, it's not bad. It's just where you want to go different. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think, um, yeah. But the fish environment, it, the idea of the fish is what I'm saying is that the environment is everything. If I give that fish a great environment, he's living phenomenal. So right now in my life, I'm just all about like, how do I like make a better environment? You know, there's guys that are like, hey, man, I'm doing 200 grand a month. And they literally are not even batting an eye. So what are those guys feeling? What do they have set up? You know what I mean? What is what is that mentality? Because yeah. that's what really changes exactly and to add on to that it's like before you get to that place you actually have to go to like a really dark place like that's what like a lot of gurus and like motivational speakers i mean they do mention they do touch on it but it's just like you go to a place where not a, a lot of people make it through mm -hmm. you know that's why like most people are afraid to go there because they it's it's the unknown like you don't know what's there but that's where you rediscover yourself and build yourself up to that next level, build that mentality and that mindset to get you through those things that you ask for. The universe basically is saying, okay, you asked for this, now prove it to me. Heck, even prove it to yourself. You don't need to prove it to anyone else. You've come a long way, brother. It's pretty <laughs> cool to watch. And yeah. I'll even say this in like a fun way. You, you're, you're, um, your whole body structure has changed. Like your, your head, your head, your neck, like everything has changed since the day that I met you. You're a different hey, frame. It's fantastic. Give me one second. Give me one second. I'm just going to stand up here because yeah. I've been, I've been hustling, man. I've been hustling. Okay. Let's do this. Let's go, motherfucker. Right. Yeah, motherfucker. Dude, are you serious? Game. Holy shit, bro. Dude. <laughs> Told you, man. Told you I've been hustling. <laughs> I, was, I was just waiting for this moment to take off my jacket and be like, yo, man, check out this progress, dude. I've been I've been benching like um I'm getting close to 280, which is twice my body weight. And honestly, like, it's just a lot of it is just pure perseverance and mentality because like people say, oh, I'm going to go to 12 reps. No, I take one weight and I do the reps until I can't go anymore. Because that's what Arnold was saying, like, too, like when he was lifting, he was just going like 12 or like five, six reps. He would go until he can't. And when he hits that last rep where he can't go anymore, he holds the rep 
-hmm. And then he goes down so slow with time under tension mm -hmm. that he gets the absolute max squeeze of gains mm -hmm. out of that rep. And that's how your muscle really grows. And that's how you will be able to lift like extremely heavy. And a lot what of people, the what was it? What, what was the shift for you? The shift? Yeah. Cause like when I met you, you <laughs> you're a different dude. Yeah. No, like the shift was just really like, I think when I met you, I was at a really low point in life. And it's just like, I had enough. Like I've, I've been at rock bottom multiple times, but then I was like pretty close to rock bottom. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm tired of being here. I'm just going to get like a mentor. And even after you, I had a few more mentors because that's what life is about, you know, finding the right people to build yourself up. And it's just about getting to a point like enough is enough, man. You know, like I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to get to, to like the absolute best version of myself or like strive for excellence every single day. You can always ch chase perfection, but like you can always, but sorry, you can always chase perfection, but it's not attainable, you know, mm -hmm. but therefore excellence is what you are, if that's what you pursue. So yeah, man, it's just, honestly, it's a decision. Like you, you make that decision, even if you got to sit with it for a while, whether it's like an hour, a day, even, heck, even a week, man. Make that decision and tell yourself every single day why you got to make that decision or there's going to be consequences, mm. like serious consequences. I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to, you know, do small things here and there. No, man, you're going to be at rock bottom again. Like you're going to be in a shit, like really shitty position in life. And you do not want to be there again. <laughs> and I think once like a person gets to that point in life it's just like that's when they truly start building themselves up uh, into like the character they actually want to be not they into instead of something like they think they need to be or they think they want and like i feel like until somebody actually goes through that process it's like you just won't understand like what you need to do to really like create yourself like in an actual proper way. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, how did you translate that into, how did, how did you translate that into your sales process? Yeah. Wow. Good question. Actually, I was thinking about that, you know, yesterday too. And I knew you're going to ask like something similar to that, but like really very simply put, like, again, it's just pure perseverance. You just got to ask yourself, Hey, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. it, it really comes down to that fundamental. You know, if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, then there's no reasoning behind it. And if there's no reasoning, there's no purpose. And if there's what no was purpose, um, for like, you, yeah. Um, for you, did you, did you find, cause I think that what we're talking about is like a why, right? Mm -hmm. So this is, um, did you find yourself wanting to help them more or did you want to help yourself more? And maybe there's a cycle there, but what I mean by that is that what, what you're saying is you find you, you, you finally want to, you're, I just confused myself. I think I know what you're trying to say. Like, did you find a why in the product that you were selling or did you find a why in why you're selling it to make money is where I'm trying to so go. So you really have to, you, you first find the why. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what I kind of like know where you're trying to get at, but like. Hey, when I got, you know what? I got to try to create these questions out of nowhere sometimes. And I'm like, I got to go down <laughs> these rabbit holes. I'm like, yeah. hey, you know what? I wonder if like, what if you had a pet caterpillar? You know, <laughs> honestly, like, like sometimes you just have to like really go through that thought process and mm. it's just okay. It's okay. I mean, we are humans and we mm -hmm. just have to sometimes, you know, sit and like think and be like, okay, how do I put this into perspective? But, you know, back to the question, 
Um, the why I was talking about is basically you want to start with the why for yourself first. Okay. Um, how is what you're doing benefiting you? Because when you fill your own cup, you'll be able to fill other cups. And then you can see, okay, why am I helping this company? Why am I helping these people? What or sorry, why am I helping change these people's lives? Okay. Um, then you can really build a solid foundation of reasoning and purpose and you need to like really refresh yourself every once mm. in a while i like to do it on a daily basis to really be rooted in that because that's what really drives me of course it's always good to make those commissions right but um do you find really do you I find yourself like, that um one of the things I think in sales is important to to sometimes look at is that it really is a machine and anybody that's in and been in a sales position um many times I would say as a business owner you do the sales to get the business going right and so sometimes it's this teetering mechanism but when you choose to be a salesperson, you consider yourself a professional salesperson. And for when, when you get to that next level, what you can get yourself to is that you're waking up in the morning, you're preparing your day to go hunting. And in that hunt, you're finding people that are at the place where your product will kind of connect with them and have an opportunity for them to purchase that. And I think that what I'm hearing from you is that through this process, you like you are now doing things or through the growth, you found yourself going, wait a minute here. I need to think differently. I need to work out differently. I got to do all those things. Cause that this growth that I've seen through this first time that I met you, it, you're honestly like a, in a great way, you're, you're a different per Like you literally are a different person. Like your your demeanor, your all those things. You're a great person before, but I think you wanted to change and you made it happen. Is what I was getting at. <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely, and I think that's the whole point, really, on this journey to become a whole different being, right? Um, I mean, in my opinion, like I I don't see anything attractive in staying the same and being average. I mean, if that's what you want to be, sure, go ahead. But like staying stagnant is just not ideal because energy is constant like basically everything is energy everything's flowing so like even if you have to get like one percent better every single day then heck man like do that like you don't have to go super extreme you know just stay consistent you know consistency is so underrated people mm -hmm. are like oh yeah i can stay consistent i got up at 6 a.m today okay well do it again tomorrow what about the next day? Okay, yeah. now let's do it again. <laughs> right? Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, it becomes more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. So you have to literally come up with the mindset of why you're doing it. Again, well, <laughs> it, it comes back here's to I think, Here's one thing that I think people miss. And I think that this is where I was trying to get to is that when you become a salesperson in 100% in doing that, you can become a specialist, which means that you start to have the ability to see the micro things in the art. And I think that the art of being a salesperson, the more you repeat that, the more you identify that humans are the same. We are more alike than we think we are. At the end of the day, we all want hope. We all want love. We all want to be cared about. We all want a future. We want all these things, right? So at the end of the day, if that's what we, we want, when you start to become a professional salesperson, you start to find those micro areas where you can inject maybe an objection that is correct to the emotion that you're running into. And so you can't do that unless you have enough sales back to back to back to back because you can't find those kind of micro things that you miss. And I think that's what you have been able to do because you stay so consistent. You've allowed yourself to kind of get to the nitty gritty. And that's where the art is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in order to get there, good, good point, by the way, um, to really be able to get there, you need to, now this, sound, sound, this may sound a little bit obnoxious, but you need to surrender yourself 
and accept mm. to Ooh, good one. what you're trying to accomplish and the skill set you need to develop. Now, this is really important. I'm going to repeat this again. You need to surrender and accept yourself to the craft that you're trying to develop to accomplish what you need to do, right? Because now you're fully immersing yourself, giving everything, like every ounce into this. Now, it's just not something you do. It's literally part of you. Mm -hmm. So if you all of a sudden stop doing it, mm -hmm. like it's like taking a piece out of yourself mm -hmm. and continuing your life, which is, yeah, you, <laughs> you get the idea, right? So, yeah. And I think that, I think that it also with repeated processes creates a core of foundation. And when you have a foundation, that main foundation includes fundamentals. You can use guys like Michael Jordan. You can use Kobe Bryant. You can use any of these guys. You can use guys that, you can use fighters. You can use George St. Pierre. You can use any of these guys. What are they known for? They're known for going in and doing the fundamentals over and over and over again. And when you see them do something spectacular, it's because their fundamentals are so strong that they have a base that they can get funky, right? They can mm -hmm. get funky because they have a strong base. And I think that what you're going through and what I've gone through is self myself, because there's that evolution where that base gets stronger and you're like, wait a minute here. Now that's where the craft comes in. Yeah. Right. You can't be crafty if if you if you don't have a foundation. You can't be oh. if you don't have the fundamentals. You can't be crafty. Absolutely. You know, in sales, I'll just kind of sorry to cut you off, but anytime you're in sales, a really good sales coach comes to somebody and they said, "How's things going?" I say, "I'm in a I'm in a slump." He's, "Oh, what do you mean you're in a slump?" A really good sales coach will a really good sales coach will actually say, "What's going on in the outside world?" Number one. The second thing is, we're going to say, we need to get back to fundamentals. And many times you find that you are not coming back to fundamentals, that you are getting guided by it. You saw three or four different emotions over and over again, and you chose to now assume that everybody else will be like those people yeah. when that's not true. It's back to the fundamentals, get back to the boring, and then the craft is inside there. So I thought that was pretty cool. 100% and it's just really doing the boring stuff like the stuff mm. that not many people want to do but understanding the psychology of why people think the way they think mm -hmm. is just really like helps you have that you know genuine conversation with them like, what's they, one they, thing what's one thing that you think that people that the psychology of how people are is not how we portray them, that we get it wrong. Like um, I would say one that I thought was really cool. David, David Goggins said one right. and he said, where the area of pressure is when you're going to quit, when you don't quit, that's where your mind expands. And so if I were to put that in perspective, it would be that when I got to push harder, I have to go through that. But that's not very natural. What what have you kind of learned through the psychology in, in uh, sales? Like, like basically helping people through the process, kind of like the main thing or? No, I think that the psychology of how people are compared to how we want to be. Right. So a lot of the times people, they want to get to a destination, but they just don't know how to get there exactly. So they come to me for guidance, right? Obviously, I want to diversify my income sources. Sure. I'm doing this. A lot of times, they're not in the best position to diversify, to be honest. But like, I always do my best to at least, you know, point them into the right direction. So it just really comes down to that. Like, as soon as, you know, they, they are able to diversify, that's when they can be more flexible with what they can do, you know, spend more time with family, you know, mm. spend more time on their hobbies, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's kind of like the main, main thing, really just time. Like that's mm. a commodity, you know, people think, hey, I have time. 
bro, you don't. You this this last like minute we've been talking, like it's gone. <laughs> like it's not coming back. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Are, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how we can live. I always think this, like, how every day do we not like think? How do you not think today's the last day, knowing that you don't get that many? How, how, wh- where's that gene? I don't understand that. <laughs> You're afraid. We're afraid of all kinds of shit, right? We're afraid yeah. of a saber toothed tiger that would kill me, and I'm afraid. Or you know, I'm afraid of. I'm I'm not afraid of earthquakes. They don't feel good, but I'm not like afraid <laughs> of them, right? But when it comes to the true understanding that this is not going to last long, I don't understand it. There must be a mechanism in your brain that doesn't let you, it's too unfathomable that you really can't justify it in your brain. So you don't calculate it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think the reason why most people uh, don't stoism, realize it, stoism live as if you were to die today sure exactly but here's here here's the thing jason so why the reason why most people don't like aren't, aren't as aware is because they haven't experienced enough things in life they haven't ah. actually they haven't actually got a kick you know in the arse from the universe <laughs> and we're like hey man you need to wake the fuck up you need to wake up, man. This this isn't a fairy tale Disney world. Woo woo. Like this is this is the real world, you know. Um, like and that's that's when you know that's why after you know certain epiphanies happen, like in people's mm-hmm. lives, like let's say they have like a you know near-death experience or like something really drastic happened in their life. That's when the most significant like identity shifts happen in people's life. Life, sorry. Um, I agree with that. I think sometimes they're not intentional. I think you don't have the ability to kind of go the other way anymore. The door is closed in certain areas. And so you almost have to adapt. I think something that's pretty amazing um, is how people, I have a <laughs> mic. Mike, Mike is a really good friend of mine and I was younger and um, he uh, <laughs> he lived here in California, always going to the beach and all this stuff. And I want to say he was probably 20, in his late 20s, maybe mid 20s, maybe mid, early 20s. And um, he moved to Texas. And within three, weir- within three years, he's calling me on the phone. And that guy sounds like he 100% grew up in Texas. His whole sound, the way he talked, he had the draw, he had the whole thing. He became what he was around those people. And I always thought that that was like super fascinating. <laughs> yeah, no, like really, he he immersed himself with the environment he's in. Mm-hmm. And that's eventually who you become. That's why, you know, the most successful and wealthy people say, hey, dude, like your environment, like the people you hang around with, that's literally who you become. Like you can try to change that, but you're only one person and there are four or more. So that's why I advocate. That's why I advocate for, this is why I advocate so heavily that what I believe is that entrepreneurs, business owners, salespeople, what you should be doing is giving yourself a baseline of strength. And then what would be cool is if you, it could be the gym, whatever, now go do something like, is there a tennis? Can you go play tennis? Can you go do something with the muscle? You will have great memories knowing that you did activities and, and had fun with that muscle. If, if you're going to if you're going to do it, you're to maybe bodybuild and literally maybe bodybuild or do something. I think it's really cool when people that are business owners, salespeople, people that are out there on the go all the time, and they do things like run a marathon, run a half marathon, do an Ironman. You know, I think it's really healthy for entrepreneurs to do that. Like, and I think that, you know, I, I just, I just think that that whole process is super cool. I think that just that whole environment's cool, man. Oh, absolutely, and it builds that sense of accomplishment and helps you develop. Like, hey, I can do things. Like what I set myself, or like what I set my mind up to do. Like, like I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And the, you stack those small wins 
brick by brick. And before you know it, you have a wall and then you have four walls and then you build a roof. And then before you know it, you have a house, right? So it's all, you know, it takes time. And what did you I learn realized, in the yeah. dating? What did you learn in the dating industry? Oh, that was honestly like dating. Um, so was, to give context, there was so, there was, to give context, there was so many learning curves. David, yeah. David worked for a set set appointments for uh, a dating coach. I always thought that was super cool. I, I just thought it was cool. Like I think that there's a whole environment of people that you know um can get skills figure out how you know this whole game works um it's a conundrum out there so i think <laughs> so i think that you know i thought it was always interesting looking into that what did what did you learn about that industry like what was your what's your because uh, i know you've moved on to doing uh, other sales and things like that and doing some coaching right but what did you so what did you learn in that Good question. Dating Anything is, funny? Come on, you got to give me some funny shit. <laughs> you know, it's, um, let's just say, you know, people tend to overcomplicate things. You know, mm -hmm. keeping things simple, it's like just, it comes down to adding value to people and not really expecting anything in return and just being like a genuine human being. Mm hmm instead of just trying to use these skills to convince this person that way. And it's just like, no, like I honestly, like, I mean, I know that's what like a lot of like dating coaches teach, but like, I've just come down to like, Hey, I'm building myself up. I'm building my empire and I'm just adding value to people everywhere I go mm -hmm. out expecting anything in return. That's a big thing. So here's the thing. When they see me again, they're going to wonder, who's this guy and what does he do? Mm. Now there's that mystery about mm. you. But you're just that genuine, like, nice dude. But then there's, uh, there's another guy that comes, like, across you and tests you. And then, mm. you know, you got to make an example out of him so <laughs> other people see like hey you know even though you're this nice genuine person mm. you know it's he does have standards and if you cross those lines you know you will see what happens you know not in a physical way but i will like confront you and have like a conversation in regards to what you were trying to do and a lot of people, they just don't like to be confronted like that. Mm. And then I set the standard like, hey, you know what? If you're, if you can't be a good, like, or decent human being, mm. then I'm going to be making an example out of you. What did you learn selling, selling the package? What? Okay. Um, like, here, here's what I was kind of interested in is your messaging and having conversations with other guys to sell them a dating coaching package, correct? Yes. Yeah. So mainly also like hopping on calls, but see, that's where the, like the dating coach is different from others because it's mm. more of like an emotional, um, but also logical offer because, mm. you know, us as men, like we are told to be macho and not to show the vulnerability as much, which I get, like, you don't want to show that just to anybody, so they don't use it against you. But with the right person, it's okay, like, to open up and let them know, hey, this is what's going on. But since we're brought up the wrong way, got it. Now we are programmed in a way it's like, okay, so what you're saying is as yeah. you're having a relationship, most of this is over direct message to sell that actual type of package that, that is very, that it's taboo to be opening up those doors of saying, Hey, do you have this issue to other guys? Because we don't, we're not as, we're not willing to like say, Hey, I have this issue or something. Exactly. And then from there, once you can break the barrier, you know, what's interesting about that though, um, going through that is I think that's everything. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you agree that as you kind of go through it, that in sale, those emotions, all of those are the same. Maybe if you sell it in that or the other one, the emotions maybe are the same, right? 
but I think, I, I think, um, I think you're right now that I kind of think it through guy. It'd be, yeah. I think it'd be hard to kind of pull that. Yeah. I need some help. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's, that's when it's real important to really build that trust, you know, like before I go into like really asking them about like what they have going on, mm. I make sure I built a like a really strong, you know, trust bond with them. Otherwise they're like, okay, like, can I trust this guy? Do I like this guy? Ah, yeah. Um, why? Like they need a reason of like why they should open up to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then once you establish that, then they're like, okay, well, this this guy seems chill, you know. I I can I can tell him what's going on. Cool. Okay. We really do as humans yeah. have this win- weird instinct where we will accept some people and we won't accept other people. And there's things in conversation or in demeanor that we naturally, I think, hear. And then we're like, oh, this person's one of me, <laughs> you know, like, like if, if we were talking and then nothing else could matter. And I'm like, I go to the gym too. I work out too. And I've been doing bench press, but the moment you go, Hey, yeah, I've been doing bench press too. Every single week, all of a sudden at that moment, you're like, okay, I trust this guy. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's the verbiage and the language. I agree, but it could be, also- it could be the dumbest thing ever. Like it doesn't matter what it is. We just need to find out that there's something that that we are part of the same coalition. <laughs> right. Now, that and also like what vibe are you giving off? Mm-hmm. Honestly, like your vibe at like introduces you before you even say anything. Mm-hmm. When you step into a room, what does mm-hmm. your energy, your shield around you, what does it say about you? Mm-hmm. It's very underrated again. Like a lot of people, they don't pay attention to that. So there's a lot of times more being said just off of that without mm-hmm. even saying any body language. Body language, 100%. That's, that's why I learned about dating too. That's one of the f- most favorite ways for women to communicate. Because a lot of them, like they don't, talk to a lot of men and it's just like it's kind of you kind of have to take it step by step you know communicating with them you know with eye contact you know letting them know hey you know i'm you know genuine dude i'm laid back i don't mean you any harm you need to like women are like very com. like i don't want to say complex but like intricate beings like you have to really approach it something in a way of like a delicacy (laughs) maybe that's saying a little bit too much but you know it's they they react to things women women are are yeah they're they're more careful it's like okay Mm -hmm. um and sometimes a venus flytrap exactly yeah and, that, yeah, and that's why and that's why they test you too. They like to test you. It's like, okay, how? Yeah, you dude. That guy is react, so and you no, know, a lot of guys they don't they don't know that. So it's like, but then you know, once they test you, then you let them know. Then then you give them a little bit. Of I think their dating. Own I think I like, just. I think I just maybe answered something. Maybe dating really is. Have you seen the movie The Alchemist? 100%. Or read the book, right? Yeah. Not the movie, but the book. And it talks about meeting the right person at a specific journey. And really what it is, is because like, if you're a calm person, you're collected at that journey, when that girl needs that type of person, then they'll, then they date that person. But then there's all part of that journey when I'm a wild, crazy person, whatever. And it's like, you meet and you're a wild and crazy person. And that's how you kind of meet. So I think it's, um, I think it's where you're at and what you probably want in the next 90 days. And then you all of a sudden say, you know, we've been kind of hanging out a little bit more than normal. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, then, then someone sets a rule, someone sets a rule <laughs> and then you have a relationship. <laughs> See, I think, 
I think that that happened to me actually in my uh, last relationship. That funny that you mention it. Um, I didn't make the decision to be like you know that we would be like you know boyfriend and girlfriend, right? It was actually you know I was <laughs> visiting uh, this girl's um, parents' house. Oh boy, yeah, we know where that's going already. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, they actually had a party, invited a bunch of friends over, right? And then this one, like, uh, woman asked, so what are you guys? And then the mom steps in, it's like, oh, boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm like, whoa. Like, I didn't say anything. But, like, from that moment on, she set a false, like, expectation in that girl's mind that now we have this relationship even though there was no decision in between us. Got it. Like, and, that, and that stunned you. That stunned me. And I think her a little bit too, but she seemed to be okay with it. I think a lot of times she was just kind of piggybacking uh, off, off of her parents' advice of what they were giving her. And that's kind of the wrong way to go about it. Mm. Because like you're in this intimate relationship with this person, right? You need to feel them out and kind of talk about it and come to the conclusion, okay, are we going to take this a step further or are we going to just keep it, you know, in a zone where we both agree to be? Mm -hmm. That's kind of good point. So that's well, I think we solved step. the dating problem now. I mean, I think <laughs> we figured women out. So... And I think that at the end of the day, I understand absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, bro, it's it's all about like here's you... what's here's what's interesting. Sales many times comes back to interpersonal relationships, comes back to the style of dating, comes back to the ability to break barriers, create, create trust, know somebody, find a common ground. I think those are all things that are valuable in either dating or in creating a business, doing sales or doing any of those things. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.